And welcome back. And we are joined with Kevin Sorbo, one of Hollywood's leading men for many, many, many years. And I guess a lot of people, Kevin, probably knew you as Hercules to start off. And then you've kind of gone from there. Do people still recognize you as Hercules or are you something else now because you've done so many movies over the years? Uh, you know, you get a mix of both. I definitely Hercules. I mean, that thing was, uh, you know, initially it was going to be five two-hour movies back in 93 and uh, 94. And by the third movie, Universal said, you're staying. We're making a series. And by our third season, we became the most watched show in the world in 176 countries. So it's still out there in about 20 or 30 countries, which is crazy. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a big, big hit. And of course, Andromeda too, right for that. I, I was the first captain, Captain Dylan Hunt, first captain after Captain Kirk um, in the Star Wars franchise. Uh, Gene Rodbury wrote that back in uh, 1969. We shot that right after Hercules in 2000, 2005. And since then, I've just been doing a bunch of little independent movies. You know, I've shot over 60 to, so far. So not all of them are great, but most of them are pretty good. So but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's been interesting when people stop me at airports because a lot of the times now it really comes down to movies like What If God's Not Dead, Let There Be Light. And that's what people say, please make more movies like that. And that's what I've been trying to do. Do you like it when people stop you at the airport? Are you okay with that? Or are you just looking to travel and do your thing? You know, I don't think people are looking to see anybody that they might recognize in airports. It just happens, you know. And, um, but, you know, through hotel lobbies, at the gym, if I find a gym at some city I'm speaking at or doing a movie at people come up but people are really nice people are pretty cool about it you know you all have we all have our detractors out there and we have your twitter trolls that hate you for whatever reason because they don't like their own lives that want to attack you and everything you post but um those people never have the courage to actually walk up to me and talk to me my talk to me my face but uh it's uh, it is what it is it's it, but most people are really pretty pretty cool you mentioned like 60 films, uh, some independent, some more prominent. Do you like acting? I mean, you, you mentioned some of them were good. Some of them might not have been the best. But do you, you do it just because you like to act? Do you like the acting bug? Is it in you and that's what you enjoy doing? Yeah, I got the bug young. I was like 11 years old and I got the bug. I still love it. I still get excited to be on the set. I love working with creative people. I uh, started directing back in the Hercules years. I directed a movie uh, recently here called uh, Let There Be Light. It was in uh, theaters for about three and a half months. I hope people get a chance to see it. It's streaming on Amazon right now. Let there be light. I just finished directing another one called Miracle in East Texas, which I shot with John Ratzenberger and, and uh, Lou Gossett Jr. It's a wonderful movie. It would have been in theaters in July, but COVID killed everything for everybody. So we're waiting to release it next spring when the theaters open up again. So I'm um, hopefully that they don't decide to go. It's COVID 20 now and just keep control over all our lives. I'm, I'm tired of quarantining healthy people, you know, so um, my my battle is to get back to normal, that we got to take care of the people who are uh, susceptible to a, this disease. But for the most part, I, from everything I'm reading from the CDC and the World Health Organization, they're saying the chance to die in this has exactly the same chance of dying from the flu. Well, we're not wearing masks for the flu. So what's going on? That's what I got to say. But that's a different subject. My story, I sort of curtailed on that, but I'm I just don't, I don't like what we're doing to the world right now and, and, and really uh, destroying people's lives right now. Well, it's funny you say that because we're, I'm here in Los Angeles and so we're on lockdown. You know, we're one of the strictest places. And recently, uh, entities like uh, amusement parks, Disneyland, um, and those others, Knott's Berry Farm, 
Universal Studios, you know, they've got a grim outlook. They're not going to be opening anytime soon if our governor gets his way. And so it's, it's, so it gets frustrating for people living here. And when we see movies coming out, you've got a couple of projects that are going to be released here in November that we'll talk about plus some other things. But we see these things and then it's like, oh, wait a minute. It's in theaters and wait, we can't go see them because our theaters are closed. And so that even adds more to the frustration because we see a lot of good work coming out and we can't go see them. Yeah, I know. It's crazy what we're doing to people right now. It really is. But, you know, it's, they're, they're not stopping doing it. And uh, I'm, I'm here in Florida, and they open Disney World here. I mean, you got to wear masks, of course, because apparently the virus stops at 5 feet and 11 inches. But uh, beyond that, it's, um, they, they have open here, and they're opening a little bit more here and there. Look, you can't hide from a virus. That's what drives me crazy. You can't possibly hide from a virus. It is going to be there. And uh, it, it sucks that it's here. I don't take away from the fact that um, it is it is a virus that has uh, hurt a lot of people, and but the reality is it's uh, I'm going by what the CDC said and who. So people can attack me all they want with what I said about this disease being the same as the flu. This is what the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, go online and look at it, and the World Health Organization is saying. So what is going on? I mean, this this fear is an amazing weapon, and the control they're having over our lives to destroy so many people's lives and businesses. Uh, we need to wake up and, and, and start fighting back. Now, one of the saving graces for a lot of us out here and probably for a lot of people through the pandemic lockdown shutdowns were, were outlets, uh, where you can go to Netflix, Hulu, other things like that and find movies and find things to watch to pass the time. Now, I know a lot of people, when you started to do faith-based movies, I know God's Not Dead was kind of a big one that a lot of people will relate your name to as far as uh, a movie. But you also had some, you know, a movie prior to that, uh, What If? And um, I don't think it got, I know we talked about it a little bit, it didn't get quite the publicity, the play that you thought it deserved. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that before we jump into some of the newer projects that you got going on. Well, it's a wonderful movie. And I honestly, I mean, it's really the first faith-based movie I did. And um, if you want to call it Faith Face, and uh, it's fantastic. It's the same writers who did God's Not Dead. They also did Unplanned that was out recently, the abortion one. And, uh, I, you know, Pure Flix, for whatever reason, uh, the amount of publicity behind it was just minimal. They did a great job with God's Not Dead, and word of mouth became uh, the best weapon to get that movie out there. And that's what we need in these small mo- movies we do. I say small movies. I'm saying lower-budget movies. I do movies that are three, four, five million dollars. Now that sounds like a lot of money, but you're in Hollywood there. You realize, you know, that's not. I mean, they do 250, 300 million dollar movies with these Avengers and Pirates of the Caribbean and things. So we got to compete against these giants. Three, four million bucks. That's catering budget on a movie like that. So the best way for us to survive is really to go through, um, you know, word of mouth. And these are wonderful movies that have a positive message. They make you laugh, make you cry, make you think. You can relate to the characters. Because we can't be Superman or Thor, you know? That's just that's fantasy. Those are fine. I like those movies, too. But the reality is I want to do movies that, that have a positive message. There's so much negative movies out there that are filled with anger and hate and violence. And to me, it's like, okay, uh, you know, I'm not a prude. I've been around. But do I want my, you know, little kid watching that? No, I don't. And the, the, the options for them are just limited. So movies like What If and God's Not Dead are family movies. My latest movie that I directed that was in theaters a couple of years ago, it's called Let There Be Light. Let There Be Light's a wonderful, wonderful movie. And I hope people stream that on Amazon and check it out. And, um, you know, they can go to PureFlix or they can go online and find What If um, as well. They can go to KevinSobo.net. I'll send you an autographed copy for crying out loud. But 
Um, I, I want to keep doing movies that send a more positive message. All we have right now in our world is anger and hate and violence. Now you mentioned uh, I mentioned faith based, but you met, you kind of made a comment on that. Do you, do you do you like the being referred to faith based, or are they just movies that haven't that are about good you know good feeling, good messages? Like because the 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 rock band Striper, for example, they were always known as a Christian band, but they came out and said, "No, we're just a band that happened to be Christians." So do you prefer just being movies that are based on good values, good messages, or is that faith based kind of a a, a crutch kind of thing? Well, I think this movie, say that's a faith-based movie. That's a straight Christian movie. I think I put that in there. But I think a lot of my movies, I call them family-friendly family movies, you know, Z and PG-rated movies. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I like to get out there and call it. So it just really depends on what people want to, you know, throw a label on it. I mean, we're all about labels, right? Exactly. So it's, uh, it, it is what it is, what, uh, whatever people want to say. Now, one of the movies you got coming out, it's actually really cool. It's uh, Faith Under Fire. It stars you. You're a doctor. Uh, Dean Cain, he's a, uh, a pastor, and it's about a, a father who, and a husband who's a firefighter, and he loses his wife to cancer, and then his daughter is struggling with cancer as well, and it's his journey. Tell us a little bit about how that came about and, 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 um, and kind of what that movie kind of depicts when it comes to that family-friendly movie idea. Well, you know, the title is, says it all, right? I mean, he's a fireman, and uh, he's a man of faith, but his faith does come under fire when he loses his wife, and all of a sudden his young daughter uh, gets ill as well. I mean, we all get, we're all going to hit a roadblock in our life, right? How are you going to react to that roadblock? You know, are you going to blame God and your family, friends? Are you going to look in the mirror and say, okay, this has happened. How am I going to deal with it? Uh, you know, so you, you hope that uh, everybody, if they have any kind of faith in their life, um, that they can they can fall on prayer, they can fall on a positive attitude. It's not saying you better be a Christian to have a positive attitude. It's just saying you got to find faith somehow to get through the bad times of life. You know, life life is hard. It's not promised to be easy. We're always going to have up times and down times. It's just well, how do you react to it when things just don't go your way? Because trust me, it doesn't matter who you are. A lot of things happen in our lives where things don't go your way. So um, you know, I just I'm just a little cog in the wheel. Of this movie, I play the doctor in it, and. Uh, I'm there to hopefully, you know, help this man's journey and uh, help him see that light at the very, you know, long and dark tunnel for him. But um, it's, it's a wonderful movie about redemption and love. And we, like I said, we need more of that in our world. That's coming out November 27th. And for uh, people that might want to see if they can find it in a theater near them, or maybe we're in a lockdown state like California and we can't go to the theaters and you want to find out more information, you can go to the website, faithunderfirefilm.com faithunderfirefilm.com to find out how you can see it because there's going to be other um, places that you can see it if your movie theaters uh, are closed in your area. But faithunderfirefilm.com. Now you have that coming out, and that's uh, the movie. But then you also have another thing that's coming out that's more of a, a documentary called Against the Tide. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Um, I, I'm on camera with this, and I get to narrate it. This was a wonderful journey for me. I worked with the amazing John Lennox. John Lennox is a retired math professor in Oxford, England. He's an apologist. He's debated the great atheist world like Dawkins and Hitchens, et cetera, et cetera. He deals with his life. It deals with the science of proving that God and Jesus did actually exist instead of the science saying they didn't exist, even though science can't prove it either. So uh, we spent three weeks in Oxford, England, two weeks in Israel. And um, we had the screening of this at the NRB. It's the National Religious Broadcasters. It's their version of, uh, of sort of uh, the Cannes Film Festival for movies 
of a family-friendly movie, an Anne Flash or faith-based movie. And it was a uh, standing room only. They showed another screening the next day because so many people couldn't get in to see it. So we have an event coming out, a Fathom event. We're in 700 screens across the country. They need to go to againstthetide.movie, againstthetide.movie, to get information on what theater is showing in their, their city or their town. So hopefully people check it out. It's, it's a very interesting educational look at, uh, at the other side of the coin. So I hope people do check it out. I, I enjoyed it. It was a great trip for me, trust me. Was there anything in that search that kind of led you like that was the biggest revelation for you that you might not have known or realized or something that came to light that for you was, was pretty significant? Well, you know what? I, I actually don't want to give anything away with this because I think these are, these are bullet points for people is to have a lot of people say they're Christians and they, they worry about when they get attacked for their faith and they sort of cower. And, you know, you get attacked for your faith by people that all they do is say you're wrong anyway. You know, they, they, they don't have any more proof. This is a great place to take notes and jot down ammunition that will go up against look i did another another one called um uh, patterns of evidence exodus and this guy spent 10 years i narrated that one this guy spent 10 years in egypt through archaeological digs to prove that the the exodus actually did happen and you end up proving it and anytime you prove anything in the bible it drives the atheists crazy because you know they want to look at the bible as a mythology well, you know, no one could deny that there was a man named Jesus and he did exist. The records are there from all sorts of religions that there was a man named Jesus. People just don't want to believe he's a son of God, which is fine. But this is an interesting look in walking in the footsteps of Jesus while we were in Israel to hear what John has to say. So I hope people just really look at this as an educational tool to, uh, to just, you know, get a better grasp on, uh, you know, the spiritual side of of, of God. And I think it's just fascinating. I think people will find it educational more than anything else. You don't have to be a believer to watch this thing. I'm not here to convert anybody, but I'm here, but I'm here to have people say, look, open up your mind to the other side. It's like climate change, right? There's two sides of that coin. And there's just as many scientists as not more to say climate change is, is bogus. Does mankind have an effect on the earth? Sure he does. Sure he does. I'm all for electric cars or whatever else like that. But, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, you need to get educated on both sides to look at look at an issue instead of just being so blindsided and say, well, I'm going to believe this way because this is what they said on CNN. So it's true. Well, President Obama threw more money on climate change, didn't he? Then he bought a house on the ocean. So you, you can figure out what you want to figure out from that. Was this your first trip to Israel? Or had you been had you been there before? First trip. How was it? We went back. We, we had it was amazing. We, we went back um, about six months later. My wife and I had. Uh, put a trip together and that we advertised to the world. We said the first 50 people that want to go on the trip with us can come with us. So we did uh, following the footsteps of Jesus. So we went back and I got to see like 60% more things that I didn't see the first time around, but I got to see stuff in this, in this uh, documentary that tourists don't get to do the really like behind the scenes thing. And uh, it was pretty cool. And uh, to me, it was, I, I want to go back. It's an amazing country. The people are incredibly friendly. Um, it's safe. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it really is a, a pretty cool spiritual journey. And even then, you don't have to be, I met people there that recognized me from Hercules or something and uh, had no idea about God's Not Dead and movies like that. But they were there out of curiosity because they knew, hey, you know, it, it's out there and it, it, it's historical. It's an amazing um, journey just to be in a, in a place that has some of the oldest civilization this earth has ever seen. 
You mentioned uh, being attacked for your faith, and being in Hollywood, I would imagine it's not easy to have faith, to be a Christian, and to deal with all the all the stuff that goes on. Most recently, I guess, you know, what Chris Pratt, he's under fire for not attending a, a fundraiser because he opted to sit out, and so now he's being attacked. And so what what's it been like? How have you been able to sustain your faith, be a Christian, and still work in Hollywood? Well, being a Christian and a conservative in Hollywood is like being a double leopard, so... Um, I've been pretty much blacklisted. You know, they're the ones who scream for tolerance and freedom of speech, but those are one-way streets in Hollywood. So, you know, fine. Thank God for independent films. That's how I've kept, kept myself alive and kept myself going. It's sad to me that, you know, they're the ones who do scream for tolerance, and yet they have they are the most intolerant people around. And the anger, the, the, to sit there and Chris, Chris Pratt, I've met him a couple times. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life. He's a nice guy. I thought I saw Robert Downey Jr. came out and defended him. Because it's absolutely insane. All we have out there is an angry, angry culture. And you see it with the Antifa punks and the attacks on businesses and the beating of people that have a different point of view. I mean, these people are opposite of what they say they want to get done here. And uh, it, it's sad what's going on in our, in our states, in our countries, in our, in our cities right now. It's absolutely insane that we're allowing punks like this destroy businesses and attack people and shoot them and beat them with baseball bats just because they have a different point of view. That's just pathetic. These are immature, ignorant, uneducated morons, as far as I'm concerned. Pardon me for going off like that, but I'm so tired of this of this attack on people. Let people be what they want to be. Like, I'm a guy, it's like this whole thing of lockdowns, and you, you got Newsom there, it was just a total nut job and power freak. If you want to wear a mask, wear one. If you don't want to wear, wear a mask, don't wear one. Once again, Go to the WHO site, World Health Organization, and CDC, Center for Disease Control, see what they have to say instead of listening to Fauci. They, people need to get educated instead of being letting these guys control our lives. I'm, I'm so sick of it right now, and I think it's getting more and more angry on both sides. Yeah, and I think, and I, think I, I think a lot of people agree with you, too, because they're just afraid to say something because of that violence that goes against them. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. And so it's hard for them to speak out because they don't know how to handle that, and they don't, they don't want to get you know, harmed in that way. What um? Would you mind sharing with us how you found Christ, how you became a Christian? Um, I've been one my whole life. You know, I, I, I'm sure I went through places where I started questioning and, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I grew up in a Lutheran church in Minnesota. I'm a Minnesota boy, small town, about seven thousand people outside of Minneapolis. And um, I was 13 years old. We went to see the Reverend Billy Graham speak at the St. Paul Fairgrounds. There were like 250,000 people there, and it was a hot August night, full moon out. It was just a really interesting, interesting, uh, you know, event for me. And I, whatever reasons, I was motivated to move up and sit on the grass and speak with one of the many volunteers he had. We weren't praying anything. We were just talking. All of a sudden, a hand went on my head. I turned around. It was the Reverend Billy Graham. And I looked up at him, and I saw his face. And behind him, the moon is right behind his head, the glowing like this, this halo. You know, and it was like. You know, I want to hear angels singing, oh, you know, <laughs> and it was just, it's just something that always stuck with me. Uh, I am not a perfect human being by any means. I've done so many stupid things in my life. You know, ye without sin cast the first stone, right? Um, trust me, I know I'm not a perfect human being, and I, I don't claim to be better than anybody. But uh, I think through the power of prayer that uh, I've been forgiven many times, but there's certainly things in my life that I haven't forgiven myself for. But, um, you know, I have a faith. I, I, I certainly believe. That something started all this, guys. You look at all the, you look at, you look at buildings. You look at cars. Who built that? Somebody built it. Well, that's my argument. Okay, I don't have all the answers, but somebody had to start it. You can't get something from nothing. 
And uh, I, I would love to hear people's arguments for that as well. So I'm fine with that. But you just, something started this. Call it what you want. But uh, we, didn't, we didn't create the mountains. We didn't create the planets. We didn't create the stars. Somebody did. So I love, I love how, uh, you know, one of the arguments in there with, uh, with uh, Dawkins, he says, you know, because there's gravity, there doesn't need to be a God. Well, who created gravity? I mean, come on, you know. You can, we can just keep saying the chicken and the egg thing over and over again. You know, what came first, the chicken or the egg, you know. So um, it, it's interesting. And it's an interesting battle, and one day we'll have the answers, you know. But uh, I don't have all the answers, but I, I certainly have faith, and I believe that somebody had to start this. And that's all we can do is just have faith and believe, and God will take care of the rest. Um, we've got two things. We've got Faith Under Fire. It's faithunderfirefilm.com coming out in uh, theaters November 27th. The movie is Faith Under Fire. And then we also have the uh, documentary Against the Tide, and you said it was againstthetide.movie where people yep. can uh, find out more information about that. And then uh, you also threw out your personal uh, website. What was that again? KevinSorbo.net is a place people can go. They can get autographed copies of my book. They can get DVDs, whatever. They can find out where I'm going to be appearing, where, what's going on movie-wise. I'm leaving next week for Oklahoma. I'm filming a movie with Dennis Quaid. It's a Reagan movie. He's playing President, President Reagan. I'm playing his pastor. Um, I just finished back in L.A. <laughs> I leave L.A. because I never film there anyway. Everything I shoot seems to be in Texas or further east. But I did a pilot two years ago on a half-hour comedy, and they picked us up for eight episodes. So I was just back in Riverside in July and August filming again. So I saw the effects of the shutdown there um, and the fear factor. Thank God one guy's gym was open. So I went out and worked every day. We had to do three COVID tests a day and our entire crew and all the actors passed every single one of them over those two months. So um, that was a good thing, you know? So, but um, you know, it is what it is. And but I, I, I'm hoping people start saying enough is enough and saying you can't quarantine healthy people. I want people to get back to living their lives again and having their business open. I would, th- I would imagine too, as we wrap up here, that just the mental health of people too, in in like Florida, for example, where you're at, where people are open and free to do things, is probably a lot better. Their mental health, which is an overall health thing, when your mind is good, your body's going to be good, as opposed to other places that are still kind of oppressed with the lockdown. It just gets so frustrating, and and the and the mindset just starts to go in dark places, and it just becomes unfortunate for people that are stuck in those areas. Well, the quarantine of healthy people makes no sense to me. And if you open up some of these lockdowns, of course there's going to be a spike, but there's not a spike in death. There's a spike in people being exposed to it, but they're not dying from it. Your chances of dying from this, if you're a healthy individual, is the same as the flu. And I'm not saying that. That's the World Health Organization, guys. Go look at it. It says it right there. The people who have pre-existing conditions, that have, you know, they're diabetic, they're overweight, they've had strokes, they've had heart attacks, they've had cancer, all these things. Those are the people we need to take care of in any possible way that we can. When the average age is over 81 years of old with pre-existing conditions that are dying from this, that's the same as the flu. Did you notice that nobody's dying from the flu anymore? It's like that just disappeared, even though even with a vaccine for the last 80 years, we average, what, 40 to 50,000 people a year in America die from the flu? Well, I guess we should be wearing masks our whole life. By the way, over 2 million people a year die in car crashes around the world, 2 million. So maybe we should ban cars. I mean, when are we going to get back to normal? This is just crazy. There's something else going on here. I don't want to get all political. Can't help myself, but I'm tired of this. And I think a lot of people are tired the same way. I'm more fearful of driving the L.A. freeways than I am of anything else, to be yeah, honest. There you go. You know, you've been out here, you know. 
Kevin, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. We know that you've got some great things coming out. Anything else that we haven't talked about that uh, you want to promote before we wrap up? You know, I do want people, I think I mentioned, please check out my documentary, beforetheraft.com, beforetheraft.com. It's been the number one Christian documentary for the last five months in the country. On Amazon, beforetheraft.com. Also, my movie, The Let There Be Light, or The Let There Be Light. It's a wonderful movie streaming on Amazon. Both of those are streaming on Amazon. And I, I hope people uh, will definitely go check those out. And I do have uh, other movies coming out, but we'll talk about those next year when more theaters open up. Kevin, appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Best of luck in all you do. And we look forward to uh, more work coming from you as we get these great quality, uh, great message movies coming out for uh, people to watch. All right. Well, thank you very much. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Kevin.